For those that don't know, give kind of that elevator pitch. What is Gap Intelligence? Gap Intelligence is a counter intel provider, essentially. So we're out there in the stores. We have collectors across the country that go out there and they're using an app. They will collect SKU-specific pricing and promotions. Meanwhile, we're scraping the, the websites for these major retailers that we track. And imagine doing this now week over week. We have yearly trends now. I can see the, the trends shaping in the marketplace. We can see the tendencies of certain merchants. Welcome into the Independent Thinking Podcast. This is your host, Rob Stott. Coming out of primetime, uh, we've got our, our last sort of episode from the show, um, but it's a fun one because, you know, I, what I find in this is that for as large as we know this industry can be, uh, whether that's retail or you look at the individual verticals that we serve here at Nationwide Marketing Group, um, it's cool to see also how small, <laughs> you know, the industry really is, uh, how many people you can bump into no matter where uh, you happen to be or, or, you know, where you happen to work. And uh, that was the case at primetime when um, come to find out that during our consumer electronics merchandising session, there was a portion of that uh, discussion that was led by the team at Gap Intelligence and specifically Scott Peterson, an industry analyst there at Gap. And um Scott and I had crossed paths previously uh, in, in our roles and um, need to be able to catch up with him and see you know, some of the advances he's made, some of the advances that Gap has made as well, and um, just a, a unique kind of funny coincidence to have them there with us at primetime um, you know, and, and catch up and, of course, then you know, turn that into a podcast. He had a lot of great things to say um, and a lot of great insights to provide to, to retailers about um, you know, if you don't know Gap, they track sort of the the pricing and and promotional, uh, you know, pricing for products over you know every week of the year uh, across so many different product categories, um, and with a main focus on a lot of consumer electronics uh, categories. So uh, that's why they're there presenting, talking about sort of the uh, the trends as we look to the back half of the year of Black Friday and. Um, you know, how it's extended beyond just a day to almost an entire season, the, the, the role that um, Amazon Prime Day has had over the years and uh, all kinds of stuff. Um, so need to be able to dive into that with him. And of course, like I said, just catch up and, and see what's going on. So that's what we did during primetime and uh, in a cool venue, too. If you're watching this on the, the video version, we had quite the backdrop behind us there in Nashville uh, at the back of the, the Music City Center. So a lot of fun doing that, a lot of fun catching up, and uh, now a lot of fun to be able to share this conversation with you. So let's dive into it. This is Scott Peterson of Gap Intelligence here on the Independent Thinking Podcast. We are back on the Independent Thinking Podcast, changing up the view. We were just in a previous episode, or I don't. it might be a future episode. I don't know how I'm going to publish these things. But we were looking over the show floor from the staff lounge, and now, you know, it's hot, a little, little hot. We're not inside the convention center, right outside on a terrace, looking over the beautiful city of Nashville behind us, Mr. Scott Peterson. Yes, we are. It's my first time here, actually. First time in Nashville. Tennessee in general. Tennessee in general. Wow. All new. Well, welcome. Thank I think you. this is like six or seven. If I, if I count right, one of my favorite cities to travel to. Uh, business, pleasure, whatever it might be, there's just a lot that goes on here, and uh, you're getting to experience it. Yep. Yeah. We did so, Broadway last night, got some good food, got some good beers. That's one thing that I do know a lot about also, because <laughs> coming from San Diego, that's basically our culture, craft there you beer. Go. Yeah. It is, there you go. Well, appreciate you joining us. Uh, Scott Peterson, Senior Analyst, uh, TV and Smartphones. Correct. Uh, for Gap Intelligence. Um, 
We have a history. This is kind of fun to get to do this, man. It's been a while. You know, I heard your name was on the docket for our CE merchandising session this week. I was like, I got to reach out. I got to get get back in touch with Scott. So I love that you did. Uh, yeah, right. So happy to be able to do this. Um, for those that don't know, those watching right now, listening, uh, whatever they might be doing, give kind of that that elevator pitch. What is Gap Intelligence? Yes, great question. Thanks, Rob. So. Gap Intelligence is a counter intel provider, essentially, and the way we track the market, the metrics that we track are really aligned with like the four P's of marketing. It's the price, the promo, the placement, and the product that's out there. So we're out there in the stores, brick and mortar, on a week-to-week basis. We have collectors across the country in about two handfuls worth of regions that go out there and they're using an app. They will collect SKU-specific pricing and promotions. Meanwhile, we're back on the web, scraping the, the websites for these major retailers that we track. So we can have the in-store price, the online price. And imagine doing this now week over week, month in and month out. We have yearly trends now. I can see the, the trends shaping in the marketplace. We can see the tendencies of certain merchants. If right. they're assorting one brand or one segment or one product category, more or less, that all basically jumps to, to in the gap data. Right. So what I love about it, and um, I, I always had an appreciation for it at, at the previous job, but being here now at Nationwide, We've got our prime metrics data, uh, which is kind of that point of sale. So it's the sell through. You guys, I mean, you guys have a different approach and it's sort of like what's in stock now and kind of the pricing on it. So you can tell not only what's being sold, but at what prices and, you know, is it, is it sale, you know, promotional uh, data, that sort of thing. So it's a a different approach to what, you know, we're doing, but still really, you know, important uh, work. Absolutely. You bring up a really good point. It is absolutely complementary yeah. to sales results. It is, I compare the sale, the sell through, the sales data yeah. as having like the score of the game. You know, you can watch ESPN just on the bottom. I didn't watch the game, but I know who won the match, who won the game. Niners beat the Packers, you know, 25 yep. 17, whatever. What did they I noticed do? you didn't say Chargers there because Chargers, you're, who, uh, who, who did they? Not in, yeah, they're not in San Diego. A <laughs> little anymore. bitterness there. I'm not even sure if, if they exist. Uh, <laughs> it's okay. I wasn't a huge super fan, but again, it's, it's really honestly back in San Diego. There's hardly any people with Charger gear. Yeah, well, I was surprised. They like, probably burned it. Did, there was that was a, that was was a, little a very bit of that. conceited no, effort for that too. Anyway, but, <laughs> but Gap Intelligence data is is the fundamentally complementary to. Sell, sales and sell through. If yeah. you need to know the score of the game and that's it, that's great. You know, I just watch the bottom of ESPN. I can sound smart at the water cooler. I can talk to my sports buddies a little bit, yep. but I don't really have that fundamental understanding of why right. it happened. I believe the technical term is causal data is yeah. what we have. Yep. If your boss says, well, sales are up and sales down, why? And you're scratching your head, that's when you reach for gap intelligence. So you're kind of getting more into that. You know, you're kind of diving deeper into the box score, right? So you see the yards yards per carry or what you know whatever how many rbis were hit that day by who day, day by who and that yep. sort of stuff we so got all getting... of that is this price the black friday price yeah. how often has this price been duplicated what other brand is doing this same price moving as well in the same segment it's ironic a little bit because we actually don't have sales data yeah, i literally right. have no idea what's out there selling which sounds a little silly but i'm able to be a very effective analyst because we have the landscape of, of data right. what's out there in the landscape is what's selling. So if something ain't out there, it's right. not getting those chances to sell, and that's why your sales are like that. Or one of the things that we've actually, uh, I guess we like bust people on, is what the what's supposed to happen. Right. Well, we're looking at the gap data, we don't see this product. Well, we were supposed to have that last month, so your data's wrong. We can actually show you pictures of the field of that Walmart 
end cap or that Walmart area where your product ain't there. And so what's supposed to happen, and then you were supposed to see sales results, you didn't see it. It's like the reality of what's out there in the channel. We, if you saw it on the first slide and on our website, it says eyes and ears in the marketplace. Yeah. Yep. That's basically it. We strive to be sort of that like channel observer that you can depend on. It's every week. It's very regular. We're very objective. Yeah. And we don't have the sales, so we're like not on anyone's side. No, right? I, I love that. And I mean, it, it, it's your the description is perfect, right? The eyes and ears in the marketplace and kind of uh, seeing what's going on. And um, to specific category, we mentioned your categories: TV, smartphone. What categories are consumer electronics based right now? Is that right for Gap Intelligence? Oh, uh, no. We okay. have a huge home appliance hub as well. All right. And See, we, this is yep. the, the reconnection. Some things Counter have changed, cooking right? is, is awesome. blowing up. You know, all the, okay. the air fryers that people are shopping for on Black Friday. Yeah. Like, we have categories, and this is how Gap grows. Yeah. We scale up based on our client need yep. in, into adjacent categories. So Gap started as a, as a printer company. Yep. So we, we tracked printers and the consumables that went into them. And then one of those printer vendors, Epson, made a digital camera. You, I don't know if you remember this. Back <laughs> yeah. in the day, Epson had digital cameras. <laughs> yep. Gwen Stefani was like the celebrity spokesperson for it too. Ads. Yeah, it was a long time ago. <laughs> and so they approached Gary Allen Peterson, who is Gap, Gap Intelligence. So that's a fun fact for the podcast. <laughs> yeah. That's literally what Gap means. It's, awesome. it's, it's, it's Gary. And so they approached Gary and said, hey, we love what you do for printers. Can you do this for digital cameras? And he said, absolutely not. Oh, my God, I'm <laughs> going crazy with growing this company and stuff. So I was actually hired on in 2010 to take over Gary's role from CEO, printer analyst, and digital camera analyst. He said, hey, what you know about cameras, I can't teach. I'll teach you how to push buttons on Excel and, and make analysis wow. happen. So it's it's been a dream ever since, man. I've, I've been in the, and, you know. And to watch it grow. I mean, yeah, when we talked last, I think you guys were getting into the wearables at that point because they started to explode, right? Probably. So like late 2017, 2018. Um, Checks out. And right, you know, you start to see these very, it, it's kind of a really similar story now that I think about it to, you know, what Nationwide's doing, right? We talk to our members all the time about how we've got, we've got our core categories. It's, it's CE, it's appliances, it's furniture and bedding, outdoor has grown. Well, that actually outdoor would be kind of the, the, the first expansion, right? Into our members have needs. They're starting to see trends in their marketplaces. We've added outdoor. We've added the flooring category with partnerships. We've gotten deeper into custom integration. You know, we're looking at hardware and, and the tools and things like that. Uh, countertops, cabinets. Like you, you start adding those things as they become necessary in the business. So kind of, you know, very different business models, right? And kind of what we're doing, but need to see that, you know, it's, you scale up when the need arises, right? Absolutely, yeah. This is that's the that's the gap intelligence way right there. <laughs> and interestingly, if you could travel back in time like ten years ago and be like, we're gonna be tracking outdoor and furniture, and be like, well, we're the CE guys. What are you talking about? Yeah. This was the joke when I started at Gap in like 2010, 2011. We would have company meetings, and Gary's like, we can scale up and do this, you know. And he's like, heck, we can even be tracking refrigerators. And boy, that got a laugh. Everybody laughed. That's refrigerators? Ah, that's why would we do that? That's home appliances. And now, if you look at the category list that Gap has. That magnet, having refrigerators, has expanded our home appliance hub tremendously. And then what also happens, and I'm sure this is how the same thing with Nationwide, is someone from some company moves laterally yeah. or into an adjacent <laughs> set. Hey, I loved you guys when I was at my old role, but can you do something for my new role now? Yep. And we do the due diligence and we make no, it happen. It's awesome. Yeah. You kind of explained this at the top, but for a retailer out there, you know, if they, what would they come to you for? Or how would they utilize the data from Gap Intelligence in their business, in their day-to-day? 
This is actually a really good question because we don't currently work with a lot of retailers. I mean, not to reveal our whole business book here, but we are very heavily weighted on the actual vendors themselves. Yeah. So think the LGs, the yep. Samsungs, they make refrigerators, so they're like, hey, can you do this too? So it's, it's <laughs> like these the, the brands that that are in the marketplace themselves. We work with the licensees and stuff too, but because yeah. we're tracking like skew specific information, it's really important for like the product managers at these companies to really have that eyes and ears information on the market. The thing that we run into, which maybe this is, I'll maybe turn this around to a question is, one of the things I've I've bumped into with merchants, with retailers yep. is they don't like to pay for stuff. <laughs> and they're kind of used to getting free data from the vendors they work for. So. It, that's been one of our hurdles, like penetrating into yeah. a merchant as a Gap client. Is that similar to your I, business? Oh, for sure. I, you know, we, I, it's a Prime Metrics. Perfect example is a platform, right? It, it's a, uh, it's our sell-through data. So you know, POS, point of sale data that we aggregate. Um, you know, our members have to opt into sharing that POS data, which to them, that's like, that's like the, the, the holy grail for them, right? That, that information, um, wanting to make sure. So, I mean, a lot of guardrails are put in place. There's anonymization of that data and things like that. So you could see what you're doing, how you're performing. Um, free, but it's one of those things you got you to gotta consent to oh, do see, it and yeah, things free. like that, that's right? That's what I'm saying. You know, that's, that's the term. So they're here used I am to, trying to sell you data <laughs> at Gap Intelligence. Like, we get this from Nationwide for free. But it's free, different dude. data. Yeah. <laughs> it's different data, um, which I, I love, right? So it, it's, but, you know, the more... It's kind of cliche, right? The the more data that you have, uh, the the kind of, you know, it might feel messier as an analyst. I'm sure you, you're looking at numbers all the time. Your head must spin. But the more data you can get access to, right? It, it sort of paints a clearer picture for you. Yes, and this might be a challenge that you guys see also is when once you produce this data, you have this data. What do you do with it? Yeah, and you got a lot of horses, and you're yeah. feeding them water, but these ones aren't drinking. And you're like, this water's good for you. And you're like, I know it's good for me, but I'm just, I, I compare it also to like a gym membership sometimes, which is maybe a negative connotation. Like, it's like, I feel healthy I love having that, it, but like, did I go to the gym today? Absolutely not. Am I going to go to tomorrow? I'm going to tell myself I will. I'm going to use the, the nationwide tomorrow. Oh, I'll use the prime metric. I'll use the gap data tomorrow. You know, like, it's how do we get our clients to like engage with it? Right, so right. I find that we're, we do best when we have like a power user or somebody, like I said, that's been implanted from another role at a different company yeah. where they were tasked with that coming in to use the data. Cause it's, it's good for you. We know you're going to make smarter, better decisions, but getting it and how do I use it? You know, it's, it's easy to understand the sell through and the yeah. sales data. And this is why I think ours data is extremely complementary to your data because we don't anonymize it. So I can tell you if there's something that's an exclusive SKU, right. uh, club store exclusives is like one thing that's popping to mind. We have that product, we have that part number, we have everything. Whereas in other sales data providers, that would be masked right. to, pre Absolutely. to prevent your, or to uh, protect your relationships with the people that are giving you this data. Yeah. Absolutely. So. We well, go and get the data ourselves. We don't have any. We're not on it. anyone's side, so we can like bust kind of the, the reality. I, with that. So I last I want to dive into. We talk a lot about the how and the why. I, I want to dive into the what. But how you what you just mentioned is something I think would be cool to hear since you have the the perspective of the early days. Now, when you're talking about collecting that data, was it like going into the stores and using, you know, writing down what the actual physical prices were, and, and what's it like today? 
similar. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so it hasn't uh, changed. No, no, no. no, it has, it has. So actually, this is so going back. I told you my origin story. Yeah. I, I was working at a Ritz camera. I was a camera yeah. shop guy, and this guy Gary would come into my store every week, and he would never buy anything. I make commission, people. Like I am not making money unless I'm out here selling. And this guy comes in, it just would never buy. You were like, why does he keep coming back? <laughs> oh, we talked about a memory card last week. I think he's back. Here's the memory card. He's like, no, no, I don't want to buy it. And I, I developed a rapport with him. He has the same last name as me, Peterson. So I was like, hey, Mr. Peterson, coming in my store, right? And he would always, with a pen and paper, be writing down the pricing. And I know that he shoots with a Canon DSLR, but he's yeah. writing down these Nikon pricings. And, and I'm like, what are you doing, man? Like, that's not for you. And no, no, no. He's like, I work really closely with the brands and I help them understand the shelf, is what he told me. So I was like, all right. Not going to buy anything from me. Not going to waste my time with him. But I'll talk shop with him because he's a you know, he's camera guy when he comes in. So now I'm reading the old Gap Intelligence reports, and it says things like, sources at Ritz Camera indicated that a Canon shipment is inbound. He's like, you were sources, man. I was like, really? And so that was when he's like, well, he knows about cameras. I can't teach, but we'll get him in here. But like that, the, the process of our data collection is extremely manual. And I don't know of a way we can scale it up to where it's not. We right. have scaled it up. We have multiple regions now across Crazy. the country, coast to coast. They're basically independent contractors. Instead of a pad and paper, we've traded that for a, an app now. So yeah. we have developers in-house that developed an app, and Plug our collectors go out there with last week's like set of data. They can confirm, confirm, take a photo, change the price, add a That's promo, so awesome. and all of it gets synced to the cloud. Hey. It's, so. it's it's crazy, but like impressive too. Like that that's how it's done, and it, like it, it's still being done that way. Just you know, using the new, the the tools of today. Yeah, it was. I'm you're bringing me back, Rob, because that was <laughs> uh, I would my Tuesdays I would go out to retail, yeah. and then my whole Wednesdays I'd sit with my little reporter's notebook, one hand in the notebook and one hand on my ten key, <laughs> and just like transposing data that's into incredible. Excel, like that's so row crazy. by row by row for every <laughs> single camera. It, the world was smaller back yeah, then. You know, but that's it's, awesome. <laughs> and originally, the first Gap Intelligence pen that we had, that our Gap's like, yeah. Gary's like, ooh, we're going to make pens because we're a big company now. You know, we're going to get our own. It was a little orange cap pen, like a Bic, right? And on the side of it said, Gap Intelligence, yes, we're writing down your pricing, was like the tagline we had so on these awesome. pens. So, so I would, um, so interestingly, Gary would come into my camera shop week over week. When I got hired on at Gap, I became that visit so yeah. i would see all my old friends at the store and they'd be like hey, you're the gary guy now <laughs> and to be honest with you like i i thought gary was like a student or something right doing like a project like i'm like oh <laughs> we have san diego we have san diego that's, state that's university awesome. of san diego very close by you know in san diego where, where the shop was so i in my mind this that's is like what, what you said on. about assuming something you know if you yeah. don't have all the information you're gonna assume something wrong <laughs> and i just assumed gary was that's some sort of college student doing like a thesis or something that's incredible. i just didn't ask questions until he, he asked me if i wanted to join gap and then my question was how much are you gonna pay me <laughs> is it based on commission because if not like sign me up you know yeah so um that's i'm not making yeah. it from you so no that's awesome, yeah this man. and so this was a yeah this, oh man like 13 years ago that's I, awesome I think this and, was, and, yeah. you know to where you are today and uh, when we talk about today, you were in our CE merchandising session, had an awesome presentation, a lot of insights that, you know, we could dive into. Um, but, you know, a couple of things stood out to me, um, you know, one being sort of the uh, the month that you created or the season that you oh. created in uh, Octo, November, December. Yep, buckle up. <laughs> Did I say that right? Octaves, I mean, there's, yeah, well, it's, it's. Yeah. Well, there's, a, I mean. Anything from that presentation, like if you had to summarize it, I know there's a lot of data points, right? Um, the most important data point that you shared today, what, what do you think that was? 
Well, I think to the audience here today, because it's, it's all yep. the nationwide clientele and stuff, that really the message was sort of, we're down now, hanging a little while longer, hope exists in a couple key kind of technologies where we're seeing momentum yep. and consumer interest, and that the holiday season is really gonna be an opportunity to reverse some of the sluggish nature that we've seen. Yeah. I, I really believe strongly that the consumers are getting really worn out of just constant promotions and we've spoiled them. We've spoiled right. ourselves with like Black Friday starts today kind of thing. So like my my error of like being mindful of or my advice of being mindful of like consumer fatigue transformed into like opportunity of member based sort of programs. Mm -hmm. I want to be part of the club. Like I want to shop where I'm part of this club. Yeah. So if you can be a merchant or a brand that makes me feel like that as a customer, that's going to be a winning success for the holiday season. Yeah. And, and um you know, another thing you mentioned too is kind of consumers aren't shopping for the product because of the product now, right? Like that that's something that stood out to me and it's more about that similar to how, you know, they're shopping at a store because of that experience and the, the service that they're provided. You know, it's about also, you know, creating that experience in their home, which I think that's that's a message we've shared a lot as nationwide and you can also see it too. I mean, anyone walking around the show floor this week, you'll see I mean, almost literal homes built on the show floor of vendors that are creating I mean, it's their ecosystem, so they're showing it off, but they are creating an environment and experience for that customer. And, um, you know, that, that comes through in the product that they purchase, but you have that opportunity as, an in, as the independent retailer to influence sort of that customer's, you know, entertainment experience in their homes based on what you're, you know, pushing them towards. Absolutely. And speaking of like homes, smart home is a thing. Yeah. We've had this for years, but it's been very fragmented and very like confusing. And I've got six different apps, one for my light, one for my other light, one for my sound bar. <laughs> you know, it's just too much. Yeah. So that my message of like kind of this consolidation or like this like ecosystem, yeah. I was not shopping for any other smart plugs other than the Amazon smart plug because I knew I don't want an app. I want it to plug in with what I got going already. I know it works with Alexa. I know it works with my everything. I, I didn't even consider TP-Link or any of the other brands right. that are big marketplace players. They're probably better plugs, but I wanted the, the, the holistic contribution where I could just bark at an Alexa and something <laughs> will happen and there isn't this, like, this disconnect. I mean, when smart home seems fun and, and awesome, but the only people I know that are like doing it are like the major tech enthusiasts yep. or the brainiacs out there. And I'd like to tell you I'm one of those people, but I'm really not. And <laughs> Apple's a great example of like yeah. keeping it simple and like sophistication is the ultimate simplicity or I think right. I got that backwards. But you see what I mean? It's yep. like the that vibe I get where the features are second, yeah. the brand identity the and experience is yes, first. Yes. And it, it's gotta be seamless and and simple. You know, to to borrow from Apple there. But um and then I wanna I you know I tried to say the the the, the seasonal month that you created, but uh, I'll let you kind of explain what you actually meant by that. Because it, it's a great point, kind of what you brought up. Um and it, it it goes to another point that you made about, you know, July and how that Christmas in July was always a thing, but Amazon really legitimized it and, and gave us a, a reason to um you know a, a purpose for customers to shop during that period. But also now, you know, seeing it extend, we've got October coming up and uh, I'll let you dive into that. Thanks. Yeah. So I actually, I don't want to take credit for this. Uh, if anyone's listening, retail me not. Okay. That, that, that was their, you, yeah. their term. <laughs> In 2012, they taglined that. So this isn't wow. even a new phenomenon. This, no, is, this holiday yeah. creep has been going on for, I guess, forever. a decade now. It feels yeah. like forever. And they had the funniest YouTube video. You guys can probably look it up. Octo November, just <laughs> Google it. You'll find, you'll find the promotional videos. And what really stuck with me was they created a mascot 
that was a combination of October, November, and December. Like a pumpkin with the turkey body You've wearing seen a Santa this. hat. See, now it's Is all coming it? back to you. Is that yeah, it? it is. It's, it's turkey legs, Santa body, and a pumpkin That's head. That's incredible. And he comes like busting in the scene like the Kool-Aid man, like October, November, December. And I just was like, that is it. That's, That's awesome. happening. And so I've, I've literally been saying that for like the last 10 years That's now. That's incredible. I'm not sure if Retail Me Not really uses this much. Because by now, it's very familiar. Yeah. It's just table stakes. It's like, I'm going to go into the store and see all the Christmas stuff already. You know, yeah. we everybody jokes about that, you know, right. like as like a Halloween fan, it's like there's always the memes like when you go in in October right. and there's Christmas music playing already, right? Like it's like give me Halloween time, right? But that it, if you ask Jack anybody, Skellington had he had I mean, he was legit in his concerns about losing the Halloween holiday. So Yeah, it's happening. And I mean, everybody listening here has had that experience walking into yes. a, a big box merchant and you're like Christmas already? And it's 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 wearing the it's, Thanksgiving enthusiasts that get you know, but there's Thanksgiving still to. Co- I get it. I yep. get it. Yeah, I'm glad it. we're not doing the work on Thanksgiving. That was retail really went yeah. there because it had to get more sales. We'll get one more day to sell. Yeah. Everybody come back in on Thanksgiving and no, like thank yeah. I think I'm glad that we pushed back against that. It, it just wasn't sustainable. I don't think. Um, and it's Black Friday now, the day after Thanksgiving. But I'm like. The urgency to shop isn't there. Right. That, hasn't it been Black Friday? My wife said this actually. She's like, hasn't it been Black Friday all month, Scott? Right. And I was like, well, yeah, but now it's actual Black Friday. And she's like, so what? And she's like, right. aren't the deals like, going to be active next week too? I'm like, well, yeah, but. That's where uh, we're at. Like this, this Black Friday was a day. Like it was the day for years. And that was the day everyone shopped. That was the when the deals were live. It, it, I remember it slowly creeping into the weekend, right? Because you, you had your Black Friday day and then sales on Saturday uh, small business Saturday. There you go. Oh, right? Yep, yep. So yep. then it would extend, and then Sunday was just a day, and then Monday you've got Cyber <laughs> Monday, yep. right? And give back to it. So it felt like it started to sort of expand into that four day weekend of so those sales. But now it's like, now it's like four months long. It's incredible. Yeah. So again, that my point of, of making it, where's the urgency? Give me yeah. my urgency back. Give me part of a club. Oh, I got an exclusive offer like for right. only for me. Like that's going to get my dollars out of my wallet versus yeah. like extended sale save today, which I understand why we've done this. What, did it really even make sense to put all my eggs into one single day basket? Right. If, I ma- if I don't make that day, like my season's messed up. Like you know, so now we've got a little more like comfort, but I think it is really wearing on consumers to have such elongated deals. Um, the uh, the point I was making about we're you and I are old enough to know remember when Cyber Monday was invented, Be- became a thing. Yeah, yeah. and do, <laughs> yeah. do you remember why it was a thing? No. So what we found was everybody went to Thanksgiving, had Black Friday, didn't wake up, they missed the deals, they you know, went to the wrong merchant. They, they didn't, they didn't take action hard enough on black Friday. They, they waited over the day. weekend and then they went into the offices on Monday. The office has internet, yeah. high speed internet, <laughs> mind you. Okay. This is something that we don't have here oh. back in like 2010. <laughs> yeah. So people were at their office using their offices, high speed internet to it's click on the deals and the retailers and brands were like, what the heck's going on on Monday? And Cyber Monday became a thing. That's it was for incredible. everybody that missed out, that needed a, a stable internet connection to be able to shop on company time. Basically. Oh, yeah. that's great. <laughs> the slacking off of workers is what invented Some of the Cyber early Monday. years had studies, actually, too. It was like $1 billion lost in, I remember in that. worker in, productivity. Yeah, I remember cyber those studies. Sales. Yeah, that's incredible. Just embrace it. Right. Yep, yep. Oh, that's cyber awesome. Week. We've, we've got it now. Cyber <laughs> Week is a thing. It's not even a day anymore. Yeah. Oh, man. Well, so much data to, that was shared and so many great insights. Um, we appreciate it. Again, happy to have reconnected, man. This was a lot of fun. Likewise, um, Rob. You know, appreciate that you'll get the chance to walk around our show floor a little bit and be here and 
uh, you know, see where this relationship with Gap goes. So nice to have it back. Well, now that I know that you guys got your own sales data, I feel like we we're going to be, be mashing up a lot more. <laughs> we might be yeah, talking. this is like we're going to make. Uh, Gary always has a thing where it's like uh, peanut butter and chocolate mushed together makes delicious Reese's. I'm not a huge peanut Gap butter and fan. Nation- but are you saying Gap and Nationwide smushed together? My, all right, that's a delicious a lot peanut of good butter data. cup. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. Well, I appreciate it. This was a lot of fun, man. Uh, and, you know, look forward to having more of these conversations in the future. I hope so. Thank you very much for this opportunity. You yeah. bet. Awesome, and Thanks again to Scott. Uh, like I said, just a, a neat opportunity to catch up. Something I didn't plan for. Uh, you know, I didn't know that he was going to be there until a few days before. And, um, of course, you know, having podcasted and, and worked with him in the past, figured what better time than you know while we were together there in nashville to have that conversation so uh, as you can see just a, a lot of you know unique insights provided by gap uh, to our members and look forward to seeing you know wh- where they go uh, and how they you know expand their offering and uh, wh- what might be possible down the road between gap and nationwide so something to keep in our keep our eyes on but in the meantime appreciate him you know spending those few minutes with us and as always appreciate you listening to the independent thinking podcast and we'll catch you next time